On 11.16 SEN, The Four Diegos. G'day everyone and welcome to The Four Diegos on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this Wednesday night. Thanks for joining us. Vinny Venezuela is here as well. Vinny is the uh, the iPad version of the Diegos. No paper. Paperless <laughs> Vinny paperless, Venezuela. Paperless Vinny. Hello everybody. Yes, good to see you. Warren, Warren And Warren's reading the paper. G'day Warren, we're on air. Yeah, yeah, for those people that are... Um, <laughs> They were getting sick of the tired old weather. Yes. That was my yeah, No, that was fresh. That was fantastic. Fresh, fresh. was, absolutely. Outstanding. You can do it next week too. Go yep. back to your paper, Warren. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Carlos Alberto Diego, welcome. Yes, welcome to you, Rodrigo. And with all due respect, you know I love you. No, well, yes. There's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of love between me and you, but oh, I resent oh, the fact you said that Vinny is the iPad man. Oh, that's I'm the true. ICT man too. That's true, but you've just started. No, the ICT I, man. I, I, wow. I'm the ICT man. I'm the technological <laughs> oh, right. whiz here. If there's prongs in technology, <laughs> yep. I'm the prolific prong of technology. Yeah, you know, it's pretty typical, geez. really, Carlos. I mean, you <laughs> Sorry, talk. I, I, you know, it's not often I lash out. What's at your Rodrigo. middle name? Precious. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a little bit precious. Someone needs a hug. Two <laughs> weeks for lashing out. Someone, yeah. <laughs> someone called Bill Gates. Get him over here. Sorry, uh... sorry. I've been touched by Barisha and I've been touched by Navio, or kicked by both of them. <laughs> And I've just got a bit of that in me at the oh, moment. The so. funny thing is, kicking though, out. Yeah, kick he it out. talks about in the meetings about an egalitarian <laughs> Diego's where responsibility is shared and disseminated. And as soon as somebody takes responsibility yes. for something, Listen, he actually we're, claims we're, he's the we're boss. We're all Diego's are created <laughs> yeah, equal. No longer with, more the equal than others. with the technology I have, Periscope, oh, yes, uh, yes. I actually, we beamed live to the world our green room pre-show meeting mm-hmm. and you've got to get on there at Four Diego's have a watch about the the, <laughs> the the green show meeting and it just proves what Warren just said is folly <laughs> yeah no what you just press the app and press play absolutely Record. but it beams to the world yeah, Rodrigo yeah. do oh, you look. have to actually say something like up periscope to actually watch <laughs> this thing <laughs> hey thanks to Finey uh, on a great show again and um uh, he'll be back tomorrow from 7, so make sure you check out Finey from 7pm uh, again tomorrow night on SEN. So, big show tonight, boys. Uh, it's a big show oh, tonight. Huge. We've got, uh, of course, we've got the hot topic. We'll catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on. It's A-League finals time. We'll talk about that. And uh, Warren... Uh, What's going on there? No, no, I was just thinking that you need to be careful not to overpromise and make sure that we don't underdeliver, Rodrigo, when you say it's a big show. It's, yeah. I thought you were talking about Melbourne City. Oh, well, you know, promising over-delivering. <laughs> Let's just get this out of the way. Over-delivering, on the, under-promising. On the, on the Twitter sphere, like the other, last oh, yes. Friday yep. night. Yep. Um, name names, Vinny. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, uh, at, uh, Maloney or something. Maloney, John was it? Maloney, was John Maloney. He knows who he is. He uh, he just said it all started going to mush once mm. once uh, Warren started talking up the heart. Or That's, city. Or city. Yeah. Got no problems with that. No problems with talking up the heart. They'll be fine. We'll Melbourne city. city will yeah. be absolutely fine. They'll beat Perth. So what? So what? So they've had two poor games. When, yes. When it really matters most it, for yeah. me, they were defining games of their history. The History. last two games and let themselves down, yeah, right? Well, they made the so decision to go into a high. You know what's phase. happening in the <laughs> yeah. inner sanctum. Yeah, yeah. What's your 
reason. I'm not going to say excuse. What was your reason? Because this was mapped out, apparently. They knew they high were... High training phase. Uh, yep. High Absolutely. training Absolutely. They'd gone in. They so knew. they were in high once, pre-season training phase. Once they knew they'd made the finals, yep. Carlos, yep. that they'd gone into... A period, and you wouldn't know the you wouldn't know the science behind preparation. For, apparently, JVS took them up to Mount Buller. Yeah, yeah, and they've done altitude, the whole altitude, altitude, altitude training stuff. Yeah, and yeah. So they're into the ground up there. They've periodized their training, Carlos, to make sure that they're ready for the finals. They'll beat Perth by two or more goals. You'll have plenty of time. We're going to talk about oh, okay, the sorry, first Rodrigo. up. No, no. What's the hot topic tonight, uh, hot topic, Carlos? Of course, we got greeted last night. Uh, with the uh, you know the the opposition for the Socceroos for the next World Cup campaign, and we've been waiting with bated breath for this. And of course, uh, as always, people will start talking about how difficult our group is. Now, I'm going to ban, <laughs> I'm going to ban on the Diego's from from this day onwards the term "group of death." Oh. It's a bad group, though. Has that, has that been mentioned already? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah I've been I've phone calls today. People talk to me, Carlos. We're in the group of death. We're not. There's no such thing as a group of death <laughs> because I tell you, you, you walk past these days the junior under ten game down at Point Cook, and kids will tell you they're in the group of death. Oh yes, everyone's in the yep. group of death at the moment. We're going to ban this. We're going to ban the whole term group of death, but I want to replace it with something. So I want our listeners to text in or give us a call and give us a new label yeah, for good. the group that we're in. And we've got the more difficult group, I believe. It is a, it is a difficult yes, group. But we're not going to call it the group of death. Okay, 0433981116. What would you label uh, Australia's group for the next phase, the final phase of the World Cup qualifiers for Russia? 2018, uh, 0433981116. Um, can we kick one off, Vinny? What's what's your thought? Well, you know, it's a, the group of growth, uh, Rodrigo, because <laughs> you're going to grow no matter what happens. Yep. And because I like to stay positive, and I think that uh, we're up for a challenge. They are all hard teams to beat, but you got to you got to mix it with the best if you want to be the best. And so. Like Ange, I'm welcoming it. So it's a group of growth. We're just going to get stronger. It's interesting. Ange doesn't talk at all about how difficult the teams are. He's worried about the travel. So I'm going to call it the group of deep vein thrombosis. <laughs> Very nice. That's a good one. Because there's a lot of travel yep. to and from Australia. <laughs> and it's like it's you know when you're traveling from Australia anywhere in the world, it's like traveling to Mars. Well, you go to the UAE. You oh, go to Iraq. you go to Iraq or you know we don't play Iran. You know, but I think Iraq might be playing in Tehran. I think that's where they've been playing their games. I've been trying to avoid Tehran, but Iraq's been playing games there. So, uh, yeah, I think the travel thing is the thing that's bugging Ange. And can I just say, if I wasn't going to call it the group of growth, I'd call it the group of sort of Gryffindor for those Harry Potter fans out there because the sort of Gryffindor only takes in what makes it stronger. Okay. And that's what's going to happen. That's where the growth's going to come from for the soccer. I'm trying to think of an oil reference. It, it's like the group of OPEC, really, in terms of the number of the group of sand. There's a lot of Middle Eastern countries there. But look. Keep trying, Warren. I get a sense. I get a sense that there's just an inner confidence amongst these guys and if you have a look they've got their first game at home the first game of the draw is at home and I don't know whether that's always been the case but you'd like to hope that you can get a situation where you bank points early as much as there is 
some travel and there's consecutive away games. I the think fact that there's first games at home. They double up with games, but most of the games, if not all of them, they play away and then they come back to Australia. So yep. that's still, for me, yep. that's a disadvantage. Even if it's within a week, yep. and it usually is within three or four days, that's a huge disadvantage for us. Absolutely. Of course, Australia, Japan, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, UAE and Thailand. When I was watching this, I had a bit of a slight unease in my stomach at the time. So <laughs> I'm calling it the group of gastric reflux. Uh, okay. oh, just, something like that. But uh, we've got uh, um, Dougie in Frankston, the group of not alive anymore. <laughs> oh, that's a nice way of saying death. Good yes. on you. That's 0433981116. Let's get into the Q&A. It's 14 past 11. Yes, it is the Q&A. Rodrigo's uh, Q&A. It's the Q&A with the Diego's here tonight. Uh, I've just renamed it. But uh, it's all about, let's start with the A-League finals, boys, because the A-League final it's here. Um, you know, Finally, it's the elimination final one on Friday the 15th of April at 7 between Melbourne City and Perth Glory. And then, uh, on then of course, the elimination final two, which is on Sunday the 17th of April, uh, Melbourne City, sorry, Melbourne City and Perth Glory play on the Sunday, my apologies, and Brisbane Raw play Melbourne Victory on the Friday. My apologies for that. I looked at the wrong thing. Yep. But um, there you go. So let's start. Let's start with Brisbane Raw and Melbourne Victory. Well, uh I, I, you know, pe- people talk about uh, Brisbane Raw. They, they were really a game. If they had won against Victory, they would have won the whole lot. You know, they would have won the league. But I think there's something about this Melbourne Victory side. I just sense that they're quietly confident, and I know they're always confident. But they've got good basis for this now. Uh, what the kids did on Friday night, their second string team, I think that really pushed a lot of, uh, gave a lot of confidence to everyone in the squad. The way they celebrated afterwards, uh, even the boys who the first team players came out, they had their suits on, they were hugging all the kids. Uh, the last three or four weeks has been, you know, nothing outstanding, but they haven't been losing games, they've been travelling through Asia, doing well and playing the AFC games uh, in good fashion. So, and Valeri's back now. Yes. Uh, Ansel's back. Um, the whole lot of them will be play- there, There's something about victory that if you're going to pick a team that's going to create oh. history here, winning the the grand final from outside the top two, victory's a team for me that Mr. can do it. Mr. Impartial shows his true colours when it comes to finals. Did you watch that game last week? I mean, I love the concept of they're not going to win the Premier's plate on our turf. That was a great (laughs) bit of coaching psychology by Kevin Musket. There, man, you've said to me many a time, if your goalkeeper is the man of the match, (laughs) you've got real problems. The problem with you, Warren, is you listen to me too much. You've said many times about Melbourne City and Thomas Sorensen. I'm not saying. You've got a problem when your goalkeeper's the man of the match. Really? I'm not saying. You are kidding me. I'm not saying Brisbane weren't the better team. They were the better team. They would have won 10 games. But did you see. I tell you what, you were this close to get picked in that team for victory uh, last Friday. I'm telling you they, now. They were, they were really, that was their third string team. They threw them together. They were resting everyone else. They didn't care about the result. And look what these kids did. And Lawrence Thomas is not only now a really good shot stopper, but he's now climbing packs 
a la Jizzalinko, <laughs> to get through and just grabbing the ball and dominating the area. Carlos, if you were Kevin Musket, would you be tempted to just keep Lawrence Thomas out on the bench for, <laughs> for three quarters of the season and just to bring him back for the for the last five games because he does so well? I, I've got to say, the guys, I'm not sure, can't really remember. It was actually quite solid last year at this time, but he is like... If they're talking about form of keepers right now, he's got to be one of the best keepers in the A-League right now with the way he's playing. If Melbourne Victory fans, mm-hmm. supporters, members, hangers-on, <laughs> can get on the phone and mount an argument other than the Dennis Denuno defence of <laughs> we're going to win the final because of the vibe, they have their form isn't. Their form isn't anything that they haven't could lost give them four. a ball. What was the last time? What was the score the last time they played up in Brisbane? That was five weeks a ago. A lazy five? It was, it was five, five weeks ago. Yeah. It was a lazy five, wasn't yeah, it? five weeks ago. Yeah, five weeks ago. One goal for each of the weeks and, and since they've been trashed. And totally changed there. Totally at, changed. Uh, at Amy Park. Totally changed. Totally changed. They and have changed. They're, they're a victory win, If victory win this weekend, I won't come in next week. I'm telling you now because <laughs> I don't want to. No, I, look, in no, all honesty... Sorry, Warren, in all honesty, we wouldn't want you to either. No, well, I just think they've so been... So you, you're, saying, you're saying they've got no chance no against chance. Brisbane. No, no chance. Against, in Brisbane, they've got no chance. No chance. No chance in uh, my mind. That's, oh, I'm not sure about that, Warren. Uh, yeah, I think uh, they have got a chance. I think, I think yeah, with, you know, fresh on the news that Barisha's mm. back and uh, they'll be feeling oh, yeah, happy that, about that. That's right, yeah. Somebody grabbed him around the neck from the grassy knoll and he got one are, less Are you weight. saying he's lying? Oh, I'm not saying hey, anything. No, are you saying he presented to the tribunal? No one lies at the tribunal. No one no, lies. No one lies at the no, tribunal. No one lies. And, uh, and, you know, Mr Duranty... Uh, from Wellington, who yeah, got yep. on Twitter, social media, yes, and started accusing you know, yep. Bessart. You know, well, all I'm saying is, of lying is well, um, saying he doesn't want anyone Durante, to sell his name. Durante said it better than I could ever say it. <laughs> so he lied. I'm just saying that Durante said so it better means, than I could ever say it. So that means the guys on the tribunal were colluding with Victory, <laughs> colluding with Barisha. Uh, that's what you're. That's what you're saying. Gullibling, they had all the vision. They had all the all yep. the snapshots apparently frame by frame. They yeah, went yep. to frame the, by frame. Yep. So what were they looking at? Have you seen when they do things frame by frame? It gets really fuzzy. <laughs> I um, you know, I did try and go back to the video myself, Carlos, to uh, ascertain whether a throat, yep, alleged mm. throat grab was um, enacted by. By um, uh, Durante, and I, I can't say that I felt that it was uh, inconclusive. It was a bit inconclusive. Mm, yeah. Leaning on the to the Durante case, even though uh, I will, I'm, I'm thankful that uh, Brisha only got one week because I think he will make a difference in Brisbane. Oh yeah, and I think Carl mm. Valeri, Carl Valeri just being there will make a difference to that squad because of the experience he offers and the fact that they've missed him when, when he went away. He may not necessarily, you know, they may not necessarily win the game, but I think it's going to be a different team than the one that got shellacked in Brisbane um, five yep. weeks ago, whatever it was. Completely. Regardless of the evidence or lack of or made up, um, I reckon he, I reckon it's just about right though. I reckon he got he got sent off. He got sent off, which and missed more than half of the game, and then he missed last week. I think I think that's enough. The for that. process is shambolic. It's a shambolic process because, in all honesty. If the evidence was there from the start, no, no, the evidence, why do they no, need no, to appeal? You, what, so you, they got a, a camera you, from the grassy no, knoll. The the, uh, the match review panel had their hands tied in that he was on the ground. He lashed out outside 
the the, the game outside uh, the play. And if, once you do that outside, your the the category you get judged on is, is this also, this assault, this ridiculous assault category. <laughs> assault. You know, if you're not in a tackle or in in play, and you lash out at a play, suddenly it comes under this code or this uh this this thing about assault. And he wasn't assaulting a player. No. He lashed out with his boot. Apparently, he flicked him. You know, it looked worse than what it probably was. But the the match review panel got their hands tied. They have to go with that. And once you do that, it's the one week he's already got plus another week. So Harry Navio, where there's no footage, well, he can't get himself no, off because there's no there, footage. Apparently, there is footage. Yep. So, so he, there is footage. he so, gets assault as well. Well, speaking of um, Harry Navio and Melbourne City, yep. do you think they can beat Perth Glory on Sunday? Oh, I do. Absolutely, I do. I mean, Harry's... <laughs> on what basis? Harry's a blockhead for doing what he did. Yeah, and I mean, are you disappointed with Harry? Oh, Harry's an absolute blockhead for the way that he behaved. I mean, that... Could, this, could that, that could that effectively, if they get knocked out on Sunday, could that effectively, effectively be his last game for City? I'll drive him out to the airport, Carlos. No, really? No, I, uh, uh, there's talk about City moving him on with the problems he's yeah, caused I got no doubt. in the second half of I the mean, season. I mean, I just think it was ridiculous. I mean, in all honesty, a big as much as I've defended my team in terms of their performances over the last two weeks, but that, I mean, that handbags at five paces performance at half time. That in wasn't that's, handbags. That was a fairly good Yeah, melee. but it was just, I mean, I'd love to see them show that aggression True. In, a, in, in, in a physical sense, in a fair sense, on the field because... The insipidness of their defensive display in the last two games has been poor. I think they've created good chances. They created chances in both games. But Adelaide were just sounder, more professional, more thorough, and they just did everything. But, look, I do sense, and if you think about it, and I'll take this as an example, Melbourne City came into the finals last season in worse form than what they were this season, and they went away to Wellington and actually won a game away from home and then came back and got beaten in the second. Expectations are different, though. Yeah, and I think People expectations expect- should be different because you've got a guy who's scored the most number of goals and the most number of um, assists. assists. So I've got every sense to be confident. I mean, I don't think it's going forward that's the issue. The only reason why you've got some feel of confidence is because of what Perth did in their last game against Sydney. So they lost 4-0. Incredibly. And they were poor. No Castro. So they didn't just sit down. No Castro, no Perth. I mean, the guy had a dodgy hamstring. Well, you said it was no... You said no Fornaroli. No, so I listened to you again. You said no Fornaroli, no, I I no Melbourne no, City. No, I actually didn't say but, that. I said, is it a possibility that if Fornaroli goes down, that City's gone? That's what I said. I asked you the question. I didn't actually say anyway. that that was the case. Adelaide were... <laughs> All over um, Melbourne City, like Carlos was at his with his date at the Blue Light Disco many many years ago. All right, there, there was there was no they had no answer. They, they had were, more they incentive were, than were, Melbourne City though. Adelaide, Adelaide had more incentive than but Melbourne saying, City. But you're well, kidding? Well, Why? Melbourne City could have won the league. No, Melbourne City couldn't have won the league yes, after they got beat by Perth. I mean, yes, they, they could. They, yeah, they they could it been, was mathematical combinations that would get you to Mars for them to be able to win well, the it's title. A, it's the same with all of them. They didn't have the incentive it's, that Adelaide had. All the fo- they had every incentive. No, they didn't. You're kidding me. I, they no, could I'm have won the you. league. They could have won the league. No, they were no, but, playing at home. But, but Warren, of course. I, I think the incentive argument two. is, um, I don't think it's one of your best ones you've made. <laughs> but because I, I don't think, I think at that at that level and at that stadium, you want to win the game. But my point was that Adelaide pretty much controlled the game yep. for, at, at every 
point in the park. And I guess my fear, if I was a Melbourne City fan, is that Perth, who is also a strong team, watching how Adelaide played you, they're just going to replicate some of some of those strategies. Yeah, and possibly. So it, it's going to be a question for City whether they can respond and answer. And and, and before, no, no Vio. Yeah, and and so before when I was talking about Navio, it's it's because they kind of sort of tapped up. Um, Fornaroli had no space and, and Moy didn't sort of have any opportunities to shine. Uh, Navio should have stepped, you know, the, the pressure's on a Navio to step up in because he's your plan B when your Fornaroli's not there. Now, if Perth do the same thing with um, Fornaroli as did, as did Adelaide, then who's going to be your plan B given that Navio's not going to be there? That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I think um, Aaron Moy's in the top five goal scorers in the A League, I mean Fornaroli is. But he played on. He played last Friday, and he was yeah, ineffective. Yeah, he was. He wasn't great. But yeah. it's a different team, a different day. Let me take you. Let me take you to next week. Yeah. If they lose, if they lose, if they lose yeah, yeah. and get knocked out, yep. In the first week of the finals, yep. after the last two games that they've played, yep. What should the repercussions be at that club? The repercussions. I don't think there's been. In, I don't think there should be any repercussions. I think really. You, I think you have a really thorough review. You move on certain players. Yeah, well, hang on. You don't overreact because year on year there's been significant improvement. Year on year there's been significant improvement, Carlos. That last year they won a final. This year, yeah, pro- if they get knocked out this weekend, yep. they wouldn't have won a final after all the the accolades. Most points all, ever in a season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, most goals ever by an A-League team. Yeah, and the three probably most potent prongs in the league. So that's not get, improvement? No, if they... It's in results. If they get knocked out, eliminated this weekend, what should be the repercussions at that club? The ramifications and the repercussions, okay? I would say that the guy who doesn't get himself on the park because he kicks out, he goes. Well, he's going to go anyway, apparently. Well, I mean, I think he goes. I mean, I think you've got to, to me, and I don't, I know, I think you've got to look, you've got to continue to look at your defence. Now, I'm not saying that you move your captain on, but... Alex Wilkinson's only signed till the end of the season, so getting big offers from up north, from yep. uh, Central Coast, and yes. also possibly Sydney. If yep. you're interested, so I think I think you've got to look at what you want to do with Alex Wilkinson. I think you've really got to make sure, and and you've got to plan for life without Aaron Moy. Now that's obviously going to be a fairly difficult one. So I don't get a sense that there needs to be um, heads rolling, so to speak, Carlos. I mean, you just love this blood-on-the-floor type concept, particularly with Melbourne City, don't you? For, just love creating. For me, for me, you love creating it, don't you? After what they promised, uh, this swashbuckling team was scoring all they these goals. They haven't been swashbuckling. Breaking, breaking records the last two games when they needed to stand up, their defining moment, their watershed moment as a club, the last two games, what they've delivered, if they get knocked out this week, there's got to be... Much stronger repercussions than that. But if they don't get knocked out, Carlos... Oh, good on them. I, I hope they're swashbuckling, Warren. Yeah, I, I hope, hope so they go too. back to their swashbuckling ways. I hope ways. so too. Anyway, let's take a break. Don't The elimination final one is on Friday night between Brisbane Raw and Melbourne Victory and then elimination final two on Sunday at 4.30 at Amy Park between Melbourne City and Perth Glory. Make sure you get there. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. When Icelandic pop star Björk was asked about her thoughts on football, she said, Football is a fertility festival. Eleven sperm trying to get into the egg. I feel sorry for the goalkeeper. Jeez, I love this game. 
This is the Four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Welcome back uh, on a Wednesday night to the Four Diego's. Thanks for joining us. And the hot topic tonight, uh, in light of the uh, final stages of the World Cup qualifying, the draw happened uh, yesterday. What should we label our group? It's Japan, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates and uh, Thailand, of course, with Australia. We've got and we're f- trying to avoid the term group of death. Group of death, because that's uh, it's been done to death, yes. Carlos. Um, the group of happy, happy, joy, joy from uh, Michael and Eaglemont. Like that's a that. good one. Yep. The group of getting demolished uh, from Anonymous. The oh, group, pessimistic. No. Yes, the group of flesh wound. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh. Group of Dick Smith, not death, but receivership. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, the group of exorcism, because they'll need more than the team to extract wins from this group. That's ah. Joe from Geelong. Uh, where else are we? Um, and that's, hi, Diego. It's the group of... Four of our first six games are played away from home. Mm. Danger. Absolutely. Jake from Brunswick. I think Ange would welcome that, though. Come home with a wet sail and do all your hard work early. Mind you, there's a good chance that the pitches away from home are going to be better than the ones <laughs> here. Right. Well, Ange has asked for the yes. pitches. He has. He's demanding, not asking. He's demanding oh, yeah, for those flat, beautiful, manicured well, pitches. Come the t- come start, sorry, but the pitches will be fine. Yeah, no worries. Apps, they need to be. They no, they will be. be at that time of the Bef- year. Before the break, we're talking about the finals, and in particular, Melbourne City. Let's go to Jimmy, who's called in on 94291116 from Essendon. G'day, Jimmy. Welcome to the Diego's. G'day, gents. How are you going? Yeah, good, mate. Good. You want to talk about Melbourne City? Yeah, uh, just uh, listening to the program, and obviously I'm feeling a bit sorry for our little brothers, uh, the <laughs> Melbourne uh, City group, uh, uh, <laughs> in terms of, uh, you know, they've had record year of goals, etc. all the things that um, you were carrying on about earlier on, but uh, still the, the attendances are down, and... And, you know, at the end of the day, the original's still the best, boys, so can't beat Melbourne victory, man. Jimmy's a victory boy. And <laughs> how do you respond, Warren? Oh, look, Jimmy, I'm, I'm absolutely amazed that for being so insignificant that Melbourne City are to Melbourne victory fans, how preoccupied they are about getting on any form of social media, including the old phone like you have, Jimmy, and thanks for calling. And just being preoccupied with how little brother is going. I mean, we're really not worth talking about. They're opening in all the, honesty. You know they're opening the top deck this week. I know. They're opening the top deck. Are you excited yeah. about, about the, that, Warren? Is it the first yeah, time or see, might be the second time? Another, there's second. another comment that is like they benevolent are. and sort of like <laughs> condescending, it is Carlos. A fact that are you only, excited about opened, them opening up the top deck? Uh, they've only opened the deck up. Once before, no, apparently, and all I'd say to Jimmy and all the other Melbourne Victory fans out there, you worry about your own backyard. Don't <laughs> worry about peeping over the fence. Don't worry about <laughs> peeping over the fence at Melbourne City's little backyard. You know, because we've only got a we've we haven't got much in our backyard, obviously. You know, but you keep peeping over the fence and going, oh, look what's happening over there. Just worry about your own. But you have Castle Main paving, I bet you, and you need to mow the lawn. <laughs> The question should be uh, here, will there be a patron in the top deck of the Eastern side? <laughs> again, <laughs> need to again, get a crowd, no again, excuses. without knowing who that is, it's probably, it's definitely no, a it's, Melbourne victory It's fan. anonymous. It's anonymous. It's they, anonymously they, Melbourne victory. They dream of having enough people to do a Mexican way. <laughs> <laughs> people have got two it's, arms. You've got two little, arms. It's like a ripple. <laughs> we, no, we welcome no, we you welcome, no, we you welcome you a rivalry to be no. proud of. Yeah, well, when both sides are filling that top, that top uh, sort of the top level, deck, yep, uh, yeah, yep. of the bubble stadium, yep. we've got ourselves a league. We get to keep it. You yeah. know when there's two. You know 
when there's two children, you know, the first one isn't the necessarily the best or the most intelligent. <laughs> I mean, that, what, just first really, board, first board, I'll just tell you it. now. I'll Careful tell you, what you say here, Warren. I'll tell you now, I've actually withheld rants, and I'm not ranting tonight. This is not an official rant. Oh, right. But I'll tell you what. If Melbourne Victory fans, after they lose next week, after they lose on Saturday, on Friday. or Friday, whichever day it is, I won't be watching. Oh, yes, you will. <laughs> I, I probably yes, will. Yes, you will. After they lose and Melbourne City win on Sunday, it is incumbent <laughs> upon Melbourne Victory fans to get behind little brother because we'll be the only team from Melbourne left in the finals. So next week, mm. I'm expecting... <laughs> Melbourne Victory fans to ring up, accept their loss, and get on board Melbourne City because that's what they do if they were really true supporters of football in this town. Uh, uh, along those You're lines, dreaming. I'd expect them to wear the full city <laughs> kit and go into the second tier of the bubble stage to support the little brother. That's really realistic. What's been he said off air about you actually being the shock jock? <laughs> hey, no, so l- let's... Um, Let's move off the finals, but uh, let's talk about well, no, no, no. Let's talk about stop the world. Getting ridiculous phone calls well, like that. No, no, we, no, not ridiculous. No, sorry, our listeners, not ridiculous. No, that's okay. Don't, don't alienate don't, our incendiary. listeners. It was an incendiary oh, phone no, call. No, Jimmy, Jimmy made a, a, a viable call. <laughs> Very it was insightful a position. call. Absolutely, he was relaxed. Yes, articulate. No, no emotion. Very intelligent call. He knew he was on top in that discussion <laughs> with you. Anyway, uh, 9429-1116, please give us a call. We'd love go to on, hear from Melbourne you. Melbourne Victory fans, give us a call. 9429-1116. Hey, let's go back to the World Cup qualifiers. In all seriousness, let's talk about it in all seriousness for a minute. Is this a group that we're confident of getting out of? Look, Ange, not so long ago, and we had our hot topic on the 40 Diego's. People laughed, but... Uh, Came out of Ange's mouth. He's contemplating winning a World Cup in his during his tenure, whether it be the next World Cup or the World Cup after. However, he's he's looking at going to the World Cup and causing damage. If you can't beat these teams uh, un, under these circumstances, even with all the travel, the accommodation, all the uh, all the logistical issues he's got, how are we going to go to a World Cup in Russia? and compete against some of the big teams and, and really announce ourselves to the world. So for me, I embrace it. Mm. And I, I embrace this stuff. We've got to beat the Japans of this world. We've got to beat, you know, really, if we can't beat Saudi Arabia, home and away, I'm not saying they're weak, but we have to, if we're saying we're going to do something in this game on a world scale one day, we have to look at those games and say, yes, let's respect them, but we'll beat them. And I wouldn't think, I wouldn't think Rodrigo, I don't often have stats in front of me and normally make up the stuff that... That I talk about. You but speak from the I heart. think if you have a look at the group that we started in last time at this phase, mm. we had Japan in it. I don't but think it, it was a weaker group, though, Warren. Well, it was a weaker group. I mean, weaker, weaker in comparison to where the Socceroos started this phase of qualifying four years ago. Or yeah, yeah. weaker. The, se- the second stage last But Australia's round. significantly stronger, would you say, as a team yeah, starting this absolutely. form of Absolutely. We're of much better. We're much better than we were last time around. Uh, but And uh, we still qualified with uh, a game in hand. Yeah, I think. and look, it, it wasn't. Uh, we didn't. We, uh, apparently, we, we drew a lot of those games. So we got enough points to get through. But I'd expect us to actually win games, most of these games, home and away. Of course, there'll be the odd hiccup here and there. But. I expect this team, and Ange expects this team, to actually win games. And, and the way we play, by the way, the pressing, whether we're home and away, the, the pressure we put on, the, the possession game we have, the 
But now with the depth in positions mm. that we've got all over the place, I expect this team to do well. I want to go to Japan right now. I want the Socceroos, a la like Rocky 18 or whatever it is, and play a Creed. street game. No, no, not that one. You know where... Where, where he oh, just has yes. the fight in the street. It's not even in the ring oh, anymore. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just want to go to Japan now with the Socceroo team and for them to play a spot game in the streets yep. with the Blue Samurais and just clean up. Yeah, but you know uh, the Blue we're Samurais have martial arts skills. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Like, this is a world <laughs> game and, and we're ready for them. That, so that's how confident yeah, I am. You don't muck around with the martial arts skills. Yeah, but, you know, the, the Blue Samurais don't actually have that. The, you know, their, their dads have that. I would think four, ga- four away games, four away games in six... You can see that as difficult or you can see that as creating an opportunity. Because the one thing I get a sense in these, you don't want to be chasing points in the second half of your qualification. You want to be yep. getting points early. And if you can bank those games away from home, at, l- at least not losing, and get the odd win and come in after five games with you know, 12 points in that sort of phase, you're going to really be confident of being able to make a big difference in the second half. Yep. Can't wait. It kicks off on Thursday, the 1st of September, uh, Australia versus Iraq. Uh, will, I can't wait will for that it. be Sydney? Oh, they, no, I'll tell you, <laughs> Ange said, he's got some say in this now. He said, I want a flat, flat ground, manicured surface, yep. and I want a full stadium. He said he had some say in where it's going to be. Well, so, he, he was... He was Doing that also in reference to the Adelaide Oval, which yes. was a fantastic atmosphere, yes. thirty-five thousand. Yep. Um, but the the pitch was yep. was a little bit. Uh, it was just a uneven. quick pitch. It was I'm waiting. Quick. I'm looking forward to the England yep. game. Okay, it is uh, A League finals again, and uh, with City and victory in the A League finals, Peter from Point Cook has given us a call. Good day, Pete, and welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, very well. Um, you would talk about uh, City supporters, and you know. Warren made a, an interesting uh, <laughs> statement before that he believed victory fans should get behind City fans. Would you? Uh, I 100% agree with him. Um, but my question to Warren would be, has he ever, uh, last year when victory were the only team left in the finals, did he get behind victory? Absolutely, <laughs> Peter. There's no question about it. Peter, he went on holidays. <laughs> no, Peter, I can give you a, a guarantee. And, and radio is a public forum, so you have to actually... Do what you say, don't you, when you actually say it. If Melbourne City get beaten, victory win, I'll be I'll be the number one person, you know, talking up the victory. Because if they do get past Brisbane with the season they've had and the disruptions or whatever and Melbourne City lose, it just continues to absolutely reinforce why victory are the best team. And I said this. You did. I said they were the best team ever. You did. Ever. It'll Which just, is a ridiculous statement. It will just de- well, <laughs> see, but six. it shows you that I can be ridiculous about <laughs> Melbourne victory. I'll be absolutely supporting them, and Kevin Musket will go even further and higher in my estimation around his ability because I said he's a far better coach than he ever was a player, and he'll oh, only you're, further you're demonstrate kidding. that. You're kidding. He's a great player. He was a great player, but he's a well, better coach. He's a great coach. He's there a better coach. All right, thanks for your call there. Um, look. It's going to be fascinating. I can't wait for the weekend. But uh, let's take a break now and come back with your text messages and more of your calls, and we'll catch up with Mike McGrath on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Despite his family's misgivings, former Iran coach Miroslav Blazovic went ahead and signed a lucrative deal to stay in the Middle East. His son told him, if you want to kill your family, then sign. He did. And when asked why, he replied... I love money more than anything. Jeez, I love this game. This is the Four Diego's.
On 1116 SEN, the four Diegos. And coming up after Diegos, it's All Night Appetite with Scotty Cooney. Make sure you join Scotty for that. And uh, it's been a big show so far, of course, with the A-League finals coming up and also the Asian, uh, the, the qualifying, uh, the draw, rather, for the World Cup qualifiers um, and Australia's draw. Hey, uh, we've got Mike McGrath with uh, us tonight. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. I finally got there, Mike, from the Sun in the UK, thesun.co.uk. Make sure you check out uh, Mike's articles. You're still in Manchester, aren't you, after doing the Man City and Paris Saint-Germain um, uh, game last night, aren't you, Mike? Yeah, I've, sta- I've stayed on um, for another day in Manchester. Probably a few uh, sore heads, hangovers from the City fans. It was you know, a fantastic night for them in the semi-finals of the Champions League for the first time. Um, and a pretty kind of morale-boosting performance from them. Um, Kevin De Bruyne getting the winner. It was a, a really a night of celebration for him. Mike, it's Carlos. What does this win mean for Man City? Of course, they've never been this deep in the Champions League before. They've underachieved in the in the league. If they make the final, is that does that sort of uh, give them give them some sort of Win over the year? Is it would it be deemed a successful year if they if they get that far? It's a difficult one in terms of success, but I certainly think it's a breakthrough getting through to this um, stage of the tournament, something that they haven't done before. And I think if they put a decent performance in against um, you know Real Madrid or probably Bayern Munich or probably Barcelona, depending on tonight. Then they can kind of they can hold their heads high, I think, in the tournament. Um, but you know, ultimately, they've been poor in the in the Premier League. Now they've got something to really focus on in the remaining month, uh, you know, um, six weeks of the season. I think probably uh, it, it's a it's a funny one. I think it won't be glory unless they actually win it for them, which is um, quite a tall order with the team still in. Um, but who knows, they, they seem to be putting it in for Manuel Pellegrini in his um, last days as manager. Now, Mike, Vinny here, the, the last person to have won a Champions League but also lost his job was Jupp Heinks, and he uh, was replaced by Pep Guardiola. So it could happen, you never know. But my question about Manuel Pellegrini is, given that Man United is pretty pretty much everyone's agreeing that they play a brand of football now that is just so far away from what they've been known to play. Would would someone like Manuel Pellegrini fit in at Man United or is there some sort of code that says you can't um, hire uh, someone who's coached at Man City? <laughs> I think there is, you know, when you talk, talk to people about it, you think, you know, Chelsea before Conte, yes, you can see that or, you know, Spurs, if Pochettino they got pinched, yes, maybe. But it seems like it would be a bit, a bit of a stretch for for them to just go and appoint the Man City manager, despite his credentials, which I believe are strong, and he would fit in there fine. I think it's one of those divides, which although Carlos Tevez did it as a player, I very much doubt that a manager could do it. It's almost like that. Um, uh, Liverpool, Man U uh, divide where players don't go between between those clubs. Um, I think he will get a good job next season. Um, I don't think it will be uh, Old Trafford, though. Now, Mike, if there was any doubt that Louis van Gaal was going to keep his job, if there was any chance of that, 
watching them against Tottenham was just look as a Liverpool fan I was actually you know doing cartwheels inside but there's no there's no substance to the way they play there's no passion in the way that the players are playing there's no sense of Manchester United they're losing I think an identity around the players they have the way they want to play and being a team to support now that might seem extreme but that's what I saw. And there was only one team that was ever going to win that game and it was never going to be Man United. Yeah, I mean, the, the, also what Van Gaal has been kind of having to face this week is that some of the decisions he made. Um, Ashley Young coming on and playing in various positions, none of them effective for what he does. Um, and really, they, in some of the games this season, they've really you know, stank the place out. It's been really boring. But... He has also got this way of getting a result to just take the heat off. And, you know, it can be a good victory tonight against West Ham in the FA Cup. They're at Wembley, for the, then they'd be at Wembley for the semi-finals. And, again, maybe another week where the heat's off him a little bit after looking really shaky. It was, um, you know, it was a terrible defeat um, against Spurs. And what I've, you know, I've seen a lot of United and... My theory is that the players he's got are just waiting for each other to try and grab the game by the scruff of the neck. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen when you're waiting for other people. You've got to get everybody doing it like the like the United team of old. And that's just not happening. Mike, uh, Claudio Ranieri, uh, people week by week, as, you know, as the season comes to a close, they're just loving him more and more. And this guy's... You know, if you look at his background, you know, he's been coaching for 20-something years and he's big clubs and he's won things everywhere. But he's been particularly emotional in press conferences and, and in his writings in the last, say, week or so. Uh, is that him just accepting that they, that they now are the favourites? And secondly, have you ever seen a manager of his ilk get so emotional about the possibility of his team winning the league? Uh, one that sticks in my mind was Dick Advocat when he came over and when he kept Sunderland up and he had an outpouring of emotion, but he is very rare. Um, I mean, he is, he is very experienced, Ranieri, but um, he has not won a lot at all at the top level. He's kind of, his reputation here is of the nearly man, mm. um, the guy who almost did it with Chelsea, almost did it with Inter Milan, almost did it with Valencia, but never quite did it. So maybe that might have something to do with this um, feeling that he, they, that he had at the weekend. And I think it was because they had finished fourth. This is a, a big target for, for him to secure Champions League football. Um, this is obviously providing... Um, uh, that, that, that basically, if Liverpool and Man City win the Champions League, we could lose a place uh, fourth. But they're pretty much there, um, and I think that was the the kind of root of it. Uh, that that's why he felt so, uh, like he did against Sunderland. Mike, uh, just very quickly, at the other end of the table, Rafa the Rotator is having all sorts of trouble with Newcastle. They they only seem to want to play well when they're losing, according to Rafa. Uh, are they dead team walking? <laughs> Um, it's difficult to see them get out of it. It's going to take Rafa's magic to really... I think what what could happen at the weekend, if Norwich beat Sunderland, I think it could be... I think this race could be over. I think it could be the two North um, northeast teams down, Sunderland and um, Newcastle, and Norwich safe if they beat Sunderland. I think 
um, not, Newcastle are desperately relying on other people to do them a favour as well as getting a tune out of these you know, very highly paid and expensive players who are just not doing it at the moment. We're looking forward to a fascinating end to the English Premier League, Mike. Hey, thanks for joining us and uh, we'll talk again next week. There's Mike McGrath, live from Manchester, watching Manchester City qualify for the semi-finals of the European Champions League. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's. Jesus, time flies when you're having fun. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget All Night Appetite with uh, Scott Cooney coming up right after the Diego's. Um, the hot topic tonight was uh, what should we label our World Cup qualifying group? It shouldn't be the group of death. Got a few more here. The group of honour, um, <laughs> which which is along the lines of, um, you know, what, what Carlos, what, 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 no, what was yours, Vinny? The group of growth. The group yeah. of growth. The group of growth. The, we, we've also had the group of mild trepidation. Yes. Um, can we call our group the Robert Doyle group? A lot of names, but it's ours if we want it. Not sure. <laughs> not sure I understand that one. But uh, and, and on other topics, yes, Carlos, we enter these games with confidence and grit, especially Iraq and Japan. The group of wallop. wallop yes. Bring on spring. Warren, you are a very strange person. <laughs> Who was that? Max in North Fitzroy. Good on you, Max. Come and meet me one day, Max. Oh, I'll have a chat to you. Is that, is that a challenge? Is that a Barisha challenge it's in the an car invitation? Park? In a nice in way. No, no, in, in a, a nice way. It, was, it wasn't threatening. You well, are the tone loving... was a bit threatening, yeah, though. Was it? Okay, yeah, well, it Max. Was. It was. I meant it in a nice way, because you could be six foot eight and 120 <laughs> kilo. And that number one haircut just it sort of sends... Shivers yes. through people's and, spines and just, now. And just finally, yep. please give him a hug and say, it's okay to feel second best. Victory will always be better. <laughs> there you go. That's it for this week's show. Don't forget, uh, elimination final, um, Brisbane Roar and Melbourne victory on Friday night, and then at Amy Park, Melbourne City and Perth Glory. Thanks for joining us. Back next Wednesday. So remember, Carlos. We have a Puerto Rican girls hang out. We'll be there. there. Wherever you samba, rumba and la bamba. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls on their feet. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever gringos play football. We'll, we'll be there. there. We are the 48 girls. Oh, Hey, go City! Come on, Warren, I'll give you a hug now. <laughs>